0: hey it's debbie and i'm back with a new episode of offbeat life where i speak to inspiring individuals who took a leap to follow their passions and find their purpose I'm so excited to welcome today's guest, Sarah Milotti. She is an ex-dancer and fashion photographer who left a successful career in the fashion industry when she realized that she was producing work that was creating unrealistic standards of beauty for women. Sarah is currently traveling all over the world, creating her new project, Quest for Beauty, which highlights the real beauty of the everyday woman. She has been featured in the New York Times, Italian Vanity Fair, Huffington Post, and more. For her article, Instagram Created a Monster, which exposes the many tricks that Instagrammers are using in order to gain likes and following. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great, Sarah. Thank you. Can you fill in the gaps of why you live an offbeat life?
1: Okay, so um, I was a professional dancer for uh, most of my life. Um, contemporary was my specialty, and um, I moved to uh, America. I'm from originally from Italy, northern Italy, and I moved to America to chase my dream of being a dancer. I wanted to dance in music videos and in theater and all that, and uh, so I moved to Los Angeles. And a few years after I moved there, I... I, it was a mix between getting a back injury and realizing I was never going to be the best dancer in the world. Uh, so I, I quit dancing um, using the excuse that my back hurt too much. And I had um, a few months where, like, I didn't know what to do in my life. And then I was given a camera as a gift, and uh, I put together a f- uh, photo shoot, a uh, fashion photo shoot, because uh, my vision was very feminine and fashion kind of was the genre that fit the best. So I put together the first photo shoot and it went really well. And I put together more and more. And within six months, I built so much portfolio and I started sending my work to magazines and uh, they got very interested. And I got a lot of press from the photography world because of the amount of work I had built so fast, uh, of quality work. And then I took fashion photography uh, seriously as a career, and I moved to London, and after a year in London, things were going well, I had my clients already, and then I decided to do the big move to New York, and uh, I lived in New York um, for about two years, when and I worked as a fashion photographer for about three years, when one day I realized that the work I was creating was contributing in making women feel uh, horrible about themselves um, because uh, I was creating unrealistic beauty standards that um, we look up to the standards thinking we have to look like that, but that isn't real because I, I know because I used to create that. Um, so I, I kind of have a, had a conscious crisis and I decided I couldn't, I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't be a fashion photographer anymore. Uh, so I came up with an uh, um, idea to make up for the damage I had done, and I created this project I'm working on still to today, and it's called Quest for Beauty. And I decided to start traveling and photographing and interviewing women, asking them what is beauty to them, what does that mean to them, and what do they think makes a woman beautiful, to challenge and hopefully change this unrealistic standards. So we are forced.
0: Can you tell me the biggest sacrifice you had to make in order to create this
1: lifestyle for yourself? Uh, comfort, definitely. It's something that you don't really experience a lot And with living this kind of life. Um, I, I don't really care for comfort. It's strange because I... I go in between waking up in a beautiful resort hotel one day and the following day I'm waking up on the floor of a, of a hut in Ethiopia. So it's a, it's a life of a lot of contrast, um, but uh, comfort comes in very small doses. Uh, when you want to travel, especially I love to travel to uh, remote areas and I love to deal with uh, ethnic minorities. So those uh, a lot of these villages are not, very easily easy to access so you have to go through uh, a lot of uh, discomfort to to be able to stay in these places and do the work i want to do but it's so worth it
0: um i love the fact that you said that you know you definitely lose your comfort because for li- listeners out there if you take a look at sarah's instagram images and her blog it's it looks Seriously, it looks like a fairy tale come to life, and it's great that in a lot of your blogs and in a lot of your images right now, you're talking about what it's really like on the road, and it's not just the pretty, pretty pictures. There's a lot that goes into it, and there's a lot of sweat, blood, and tears that you have to put on, and can you tell us what the biggest setback that you have ever faced, and how were you able to overcome that?
1: Uh, I can't think of a single one, um, because there's so many, <laughs> uh, uh, living the life I do, I never know what's coming tomorrow. Financial, uh, finances are definitely a setback sometimes, um, food poisoning, passport losing, like all, all these little things, but I can't think of, a. A major one, because when I'm faced with um, an obstacle, I I always push forward to overcome it. That's that's really
0: great. I mean, you know, for a lot of us and for a lot of people, it can be a combination of all of those little setbacks that can get you over the edge. You know, sometimes there's a one really dramatic or traumatic experience, but a lot of times, really, for most of us, it's those little things that get you there. Um, And it's great that you're super persistent and that you just overcome it no matter what. One of the things that has gotten you a lot of attention right now, and it resonated with a lot of people in um, the social media community especially, is your article called Instagram Created a Monster. So um, can you give us a little bit more of a background on that and why you Uh decided to write that article?
1: Yeah. So I started using Instagram for more business purposes last July when I decided, okay, I'm going to be on the road full time when I decided to leave New York and I eventually left New York in December. uh, I realized that, okay, Instagram is a great tool that can help me um, be on the road. It can help me... Make the travel process easy by collaborating with rents and hotels and tour agencies. So I started putting a lot of emphasis on my Instagram, and uh, there's a there. I'm I had a few friends that are big Instagrammers, and they explain me how you should do it. Basically, like you have to have a profile that is visually pleasing, and um, as far as travel goes, you should go to this um, location. And I started doing it, and I. Um, all the pictures I take, I still try to put my, my art into it, which is all about magic and fairy tales. And and uh, I have this very feminine vision of things. And, and I and I try to put it in my pictures. So I, they're pictures that are made to make people dream of travel. Um, but the more i got into it the the more i got into instagram the more i realized that a my picture were making people feel like shit again <laughs> you know like i didn't fashion I put out that idea that like I have this perfect, beautiful life when my life is a mess, <laughs> like uh, the definition of a mess. And um, so people look at my picture and think, oh, why don't I have that life? And it's so wrong because all this picture we create on Instagram are fake. Like, not not fake. I mean, I was there. I, that's me. There's not a lot of Photoshop done or anything. I don't change things in the picture, but we stop the moment, we stop our life to make that picture. And if you want to grow on Instagram and build, Built a following, you had to play all these tricks and games to trick the algorithm. When the algorithm came into play, everything changed, and uh, now people are not seeing our work. And uh, to get our work seen, we had to come up with the strategies and tricks to, to trick the system. But what happened when that, um, when all this started, and we started gaining a lot of followers by using the strategies? Uh, the problem with some of the strategies, one of which I call the Instagram mafia, <laughs> uh, which I love that everybody's using that term now. It's so funny. Um, but, like, um, for instance, in this case, pe- i never been part of that, and I never followed and unfollowed people, but I'm pretty much guilty of everything else, Um but in this Instagram mafia, basically people comment at each other uh, post to inflate their, their engagement. And if you do it within the first, uh, let's say, 45 minutes, you upload a picture and all this big Instagram account, big meaning like above 5,000, let's say. Uh, followers uh they comment at each other then um your picture will go up in this algorithm and it will be seen by more people and it will end up in the explorer page and if it ends up in the explorer page so many people will see it and you get thousands and thousands of likes but the problem is that these likes are not from your followers most likely these people won't follow you so they're like basically empty likes and um this becomes a real problem when many of us are working with brands and uh, are using Instagram as a tool to uh, help our, our businesses, whatever that is. And while I was in Bali, I met with uh someone from the Instagram mafia and it really explained me how it worked and and all the dynamics and I got so disgusted by it that I couldn't keep it inside me anymore I was already struggling with the ethical matter and when I got to know like all this I was just done I couldn't couldn't keep it in me anymore I had to to say how it was you know, as
0: as you do, you work really hard on it. And there's a lot of people who are very creative, who go to Instagram, like you said, because they want to put something that, you know, they put their whole heart into it and passion. And now that's kind of gotten to the back burner. And yeah. it's, it's about numbers and who's playing the game more and all of these tricks. And it's, like you said, it's not... As fun anymore, and your passion is yeah. completely taken out of it, and it's just about the numbers game. How do you stay inspired and motivated and focused every day,
1: and really not get distracted from your main goals? Uh, okay, so uh, the main source of inspiration for me is uh, reading a lot and listening to a lot of music. Um, I spend a lot of my time uh, in nature just with my headphones on listening to Ludovico Einaudi, which is an Italian composer and that gives me some of my best Uh, ideas and feelings and things to twist into material uh, creations. I'm very mystical about the way I work. (laughs) Uh, Creativity for me is quite a mystical process. Um, So that keeps me very inspired, music and reading. And um, I just, I hear my calling so strongly that it's hard to ignore it. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as keep motivated. I again I I try to to listen to other people's words, uh, people that inspire me. For instance Neil Gaiman, you know Neil Gaiman? Yes. Uh, his, uh, so his make good art speech is uh, saved my life so many times <laughs> when I'm having a bad day I just listen to that speech and I automatically get back to who I am <laughs> and remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. I can absolutely
0: see how all of those inspirations shows in your work. So we talked about um, your biggest hurdles before, right? Some of them. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that you you talked about is money, and that's one of the biggest hurdles. How are you able to create
1: income when you have such a nomadic life? So uh, I'm a horrible business person. (laughs) I'm an artist. (laughs) I'm an artist, and, and I can't really... Um, money for me is such a weird thing, because I don't care about it, like, I know I need to live and to survive, but my main purpose is never money, and uh, when I take on projects or I do things because I really want to do them, of course, I also need to eat, so um, in order to do that, I Use my photography skills. So, uh, a lot of criticism I got after I wrote that article about Instagram is like, oh, basically people say, oh, you, how dare you? You made it on Instagram, and thanks to Instagram, and now you're, uh, you're just turning your back to it. And now that you made it, first of all, having 28,000 followers on Instagram doesn't mean you made it. <laughs> Let's be very clear about this. Uh, and I didn't make a dime on my Instagram to the day, like everything, I'm getting a lot of collaborations, yes, I collaborate with hotels, and I get the free stays at hotels, and I get free tours, but these are not free things, I get, I get, I don't pay for these things, but I have to work for them, you know, I have to create content, I have to take pictures, I have to write about it, it's work, it's my job, you know, so, um, uh, thanks to these collaborations, I managed to get keep being on the road and spend very, very little money. Also, when you're traveling to like right now, I'm in Asia, been in Asia for four years uh, for sorry for four months, and uh, it's very cheap here. It's very, very cheap. You can eat a great meal for a dollar a day, you know, so um you can sleep in a decent hotel room for five dollars a night. So, I make sure between that and finding clients. I send a million emails a month basically to get clients, whether it's private clients or some brands or some anything that is uh, photography related basically. How do you usually get your clients when uh, you know um, you did this? I pitch. I pitch uh, my portfolio. I pitch my work. I I literally shovel my work in front of people's faces (laughs) constantly. I knock on as many doors as I can. I nurture the relationship I make. And uh, it's really a matter of pitching your ass off and Mm -hmm. (laughs) send a million emails. Um, That's how you do it. A lot of people think that you can just sit down and wait for people to come to you. That's a very rare thing that you will be able to do once you knock on so many doors that there's very few doors left to knock on. And
0: that's, you know, that's the thing about this kind of industry that you have. I mean, with any industry, really, is if you want to succeed, you have to really do the work. You have to walk the thousand miles to get there and, you know, Mm -hmm. send a thousand or more emails and get a lot of no's from that, you know, I'm sure before you get the yeses. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) I have a folder in my email called rejection. and. (laughs) It has hundreds of emails in there, <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah, you you have to learn to reject rejection if yeah. you, a freelance life is, is, is an amazing life, but it's tough and you have to, you have to have tough skin and you have to be able to not take things personally and not let the rejection affect your uh, self, worth your, your value.
0: Well, I I always find that the people who can take the punch the hardest and who can take as much rejection, because there's going to be a million of them, they're the ones that always stay in the game and the ones that eventually succeed and... You know, a lot of times there's really no secret to it. It's just being persistent. No, and and resilient. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. What advice would you give to someone who is really struggling to find themselves or they do know what they want to do, but they're just really afraid to take the next step?
1: Uh, for someone who's struggling to find themselves, I would say uh, decondition your thinking. Spend time alone and listen to your instinct. That's so important to me. Is uh, I, I learned by now that I can only trust my instinct and I can't listen to anybody. There are people I look up to that, yes, their opinion matter, but in the end, my gut feeling is what what's always right. Uh, by listening to your instinct, you automatically will figured out what is it that, that you want to do. You have to listen to your curiosity and your instinct and those little thing that makes you, how do you say, that makes you tingle, like make your heart tingle when you feel that like, oh, I'm, I'm interested in that. You have to follow that. And um, that will lead you to figure out what is it that you want to do. And for those that already know what they want to do, um and don't know how to take the first step, the next step, I would just say, take that next step. (laughs) There's no way around it. Like, you want to do something, you have to do it. You find a way. Just do whatever you can to make it happen. Yeah. Be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable, and nothing comes easy. And, like you said, being uncomfortable... A lot of people are
0: also afraid of that, right? Because we have all of these little things that we do every day and we have a life that we're comfortable with. And then when you take someone out of that, oh, my gosh, it just blows most people's minds. And, you know, they think, oh, my goodness, I can't do this. (laughs) I I won't have money. I won't have a place to live and all of these different things. But, you know, being out of your comfort
1: zone is really a good thing. Damn. And when you get out of the comfort zone, you understand that you are much stronger than you think you are and much more adaptable <laughs> than you think you are. Exactly. Uh, I, I was a completely different person three years ago. I was living in the glitz and glamour of New York City fashion industry and uh, I couldn't have done anything any of the things I'm doing today probably and uh, now I'm I just keep getting more and more uncomfortable and by doing that I realized that I don't really need much I need a roof over my head and food and uh, myself and (laughs) that's it there are times where I'm like I found myself in crazy situation where I had maybe had zero money in my hands and no way to get any or um, lame, sick on the floor on a hotel bathroom floor and and you get past that and you figure it out and you find a solution and you understand that you can really create your own destiny and uh, it's, you know it's, it's powerful but you never understand any of that if you stay in your comfort zone.
0: Yeah I definitely agree with that because we a lot of us underestimate our our own capabilities because we are so resilient Human beings are very resilient, but we never yeah. figure that out if we never go outside of what we know. Now, what about what you're working on today? What is it that you are really excited about?
1: Uh, my project, Quest for Beauty, which is still in the making, uh, I I'm really, really happy when i do that is something that is giving me so much joy and uh, it's uh, a li- uh, right now i'm in a phase where i think i need to do a kickstarter to keep it going because i'm I care more about the interviews, honestly, than the pictures, uh, because it's more of a research project uh, now, it's evolving like that, and I always struggle with the language. Um, I need translators and fixers to help me to really get something out of this, Uh, so... um, Um, that's in the making and probably soon I will do that and then I'm writing a book and uh, it's called can can I swear? Yes, Uh, absolutely Uh, I'm writing a book, it's called Fuck You, I'm an Artist (laughs) and uh, it's uh, basically a memoir but it's meant to um, give an insight on an artist's life and uh, challenge what we think we we, the way we should live, basically, like, we have a very clear idea of what society tells us life should be. And uh, the book I'm writing is to challenge that and to make people understand that their dreams are more important than uh, ego. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. I cannot wait
0: until that comes out because this is actually one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast is because I am... So, you know, I admire people who take that and go for what they really want. Um, I definitely want to read that book, Sarah. So (laughs) make sure you let us know once that comes out, because I will definitely read it. And I'm sure a lot of people will also. (laughs) So if our listeners want to know more about you and what you do and obviously your projects, where can they find you?
1: Um, you can find my project at www.questforbeauty.co. You can read my thoughts on my blog, which is uh, behindthequest.com. And you find me on Instagram at sarahmelotti underscore or on Facebook at Sarah Melody Photography. Thank you so much for taking this
0: time to, to speak with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for
1: having me and for letting me speak my mind.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to Sarah. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com for killer resources and so much more. Need a new novel to read? Well, you're in luck. I'm giving away a free audiobook and a 30-day trial to audible.com. Visit offbeatbook.com to get a hold of your free book and so much more. Again, that's offbeatbook.com.